a lot of times when I'm listening to the podcast, uh, I joke about it being uh, the most enjoyment I get out of disagreeing with almost every opinion that gets said. <laughs> That's great. Man, welcome back, or welcome for the first time, like I always say. Uh, it's been a pretty weird week. Hurricane Ian has pushed up Florida and messing stuff up down there, and it's raining here in North Carolina right now. Um, slow week in news, but we do have a special guest, Mr. Dennis Glover. Yay! Don, you Glover. You suck. You chicken out <laughs> at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, uh, I heard last time. I heard you last did. time. I'm going to call over the whole time. I'm going to call you, you over. Did. Yeah, all you right. did. We did. We did. We did. I did say that. I'm not going to. Can't, I can't take that back. That's out there in the universe right now. Um, squash the beef. Yeah, I'm trying to squash that whole beef, man. <laughs> I'm trying to reset the universe, man. Get my karma right because it's been jacked up lately. But uh, welcome to the show, my man. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's great. Uh, secondly, I want to say, you know, Rob, get back soon. I know those forest fires are still kicking your butt out there in Nevada. Megan, get to feeling better. Tasha, whatever you're doing, honey, I, I know you're having fun. So go ahead and hand your business to J. Pat. Man, live you, man. I know how life gets. But we got Terrence T. Money Simon back in the house. What's up, man? I'm back. What up? Great to be back on this lovely Friday evening or whenever you, the listeners, are out there listening to us. That's what's up. That's what's up. Mike Adam came floating in. <laughs> Goddamn right. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Good evening, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> Great, man. Oh, and QP, the source wall himself. What's up? Hey, I'm very happy to see Dennis here. Uh, always enjoy communicating with Dennis, despite what people may see. Always appreciate opinions. You got your work voice on, don't you? Yeah, that. this is, uh, this is uh, I don't want to say where I work. It's a code is, switch. Is, you definitely code switch. No, it's a frequency switch. I got to make sure you hear me. <laughs> I got to switch up the frequency sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? Nah, yeah, I got you, man. You know, oh, I got to I, I I switch up the frequency. Got to give you hell. Got to give you hell. You know that, man. But let's let's jump this off, man. Let's go into Game of Thrones. It's starting to get kind of cool. They did what a ten year time jump, and it was cool. I mean, I don't a on a funny point. I don't think they aged very well because they don't look like they aged ten years because they aged like fifteen. Uh. The dragons, pretty cool. One dragon uh, <laughs> had dreadlocks, which I thought was awesome. Uh, what's his name? The uncle. Mike's your favorite character, man. Damon. Damon. Mm-hmm. Damon. Damon finally kept it up for longer than five seconds and made three kids. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's a good thing. But overall, the episode was pretty cool. Wait, two and a half. We counted that last two and a half, Yeah, because they didn't quite get born, but he made it. He, yeah, he made it. He made it. It all depends. If he made it. it was, yeah, I made it lots was, of food that didn't make it to a plate. That doesn't count. <laughs> God. <laughs> Good point. Touche, sir. Rough one. <laughs> Touche. 
Oh man, but I, I think it's it, it's doing pretty good. I think that that she has uh, what's her name, Renaris, got all them little doghead babies running around, and her stepmom was having a fit. So she's like, "We're leaving. We're moving. You know, we're put the tires back on the trailer. We're gonna move out of this park." So I enjoy the way it's going. I mean, comparing this to Rings of Power, this show is all about no hope and rings of power is all about hope and i don't know man i dig it i really I'm, i've I've been hooked on it now they finally got a whole lot of dragons and and now damon has to figure out how to do hair all by himself so we'll figure that out as we go terrence you caught up man no nah, at this point i'm just gonna wait till the season's over see if i can get the wife on board and we'll just watch it straight on through all right all right dennis what do you think so far man I'm all caught up on it. I'm enjoying it a lot more now than I did when it started. When it first started, I thought it was kind of like a bland remake of Game of Thrones. It didn't have that same kind of like gritty, dirty, mean spirit that Game of Thrones started with. And I was like nervous about where it was going. And it kind of picked up. Um, definitely that last episode with uh, the rough delivery and the dragon without trying to give too much stuff away. That dragon looks scary as hell. That's the coolest looking dragon I've seen on that the, show yet. With the dreads flapping. Yeah. My wife is like old and beat up. Yeah. A lot of miles. That's what that's what I look like when I get out of the shower in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just dirty and gross. That that'll put me to bed tonight, Dennis. I appreciate that, my man. That's you're welcome. You know, we can't have store cakes on every episode, but we got something. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm really liking how it's growing, and the time jump is not as like jarring as I thought it was going to be. I think it's been handled pretty nice. Um, the people that are taking over those roles are doing a good job of continuing the characters without it seeming like it's completely different people. Yeah. And yeah. that, I think, was something I was nervous about in the beginning, but it turns out to be handled really well. Yeah, I dig it. I, I was when I say they didn't age well, but I got to remember that this is like Game of Thrones time. They grow up quick because they're trying to marry nine years old, nine year olds off. So they start to age very fast. And on a funny note, <laughs> it's like even the brothers got old. They don't get old. It's like what's up with that? I don't care. That's a dry joke. I'm gonna keep it anyway. But Mike, man, what do you think? I liked it. Um... I did. Uh, the dragon again, I guess they're showing different species of dragons. I thought that was very interesting. Um, Damon, Damon makes every episode for me. He really does make it all worth it for me. Let's think about uh, what else. The, I, the one thing I didn't really care for, I, again, I love it, but Renera and and uh, Sir Lanier or Lanner, however you say his name, they didn't even try to fake make a baby. They... they <laughs> I mean, they ain't even they ain't even try to fake it. They could have at least tried to fake it. They could have had a bullshit threesome. Okay, you ready? Okay, put it in real quick. They could have did something. There's ways they could have worked put around. It in real quick. I mean, just for real. He, she could have, he could have had his boyfriend over there to decide. Let's make one quick baby and then maybe two and then y'all go to y'all thing. They didn't even try to fake it. You know, that's true. Maybe her they, husband. They yeah, I was wondering why didn't they like why didn't they shave them kids' heads? Yeah. <laughs> Something. The queen wanted to see them babies as soon as they popped out. She walking out the hallway dripping blood. So the queen was on it. You know they could at least try to to to, to make it work. They just 
Blake, you know. Yo, yeah. And the ex-boyfriend is a bitch, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah what's his name, sir? Kristen uh, Cole. Kristen Cole, that yeah. guy. He got it one time Damn and lost last... his mind. That's what I was saying last week. Act like you've been there, man. I, I mean, like, for yeah, real, that's man. Not, that's not acceptable. That's going on 10 years. Yeah, yeah. you still mad? Come on, He's shoving, dude. shoving kids around. It's right. like, what are you doing, bro? Over what? Come on, dude. Over yeah, one yeah, nut. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's he just yeah. mad because she drank that tea because he was good with his stroke and she drank the tea and got rid of it. You know, if he was even thinking, we don't know if there was anything there, but he, she did drink the tea. But still, he just mad, angry. Ten years from one time, get over it. And she still was like, you know, you can be my man. Just you can't be my just, husband. Just, you can be just, my man. Yeah, right. But like I say, she could at least try to hide it. You know, the baby's better, but it is what it is on that. But <laughs> I mean, they could have worked it out somehow. Hey, okay. well, other than that, I got no, I got no real problem with it. I'm still surprised how the king is alive. That guy, he's losing pieces every episode. You know? Oh yeah, he ain't got no arm now, does he? Yeah, he got no arm. He he looks like the crypt keeper. He the dude looks rough. He's but hey, he's still he's hanging in there. Well. Yeah. No. It ain't no. being King of King's Landing Westeros that would do that. Westeros will age the shit out of you, so. <laughs> Westeros and kids, man. That's Westeros it. And kids. You uh, caught up, Q? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, the show is, uh, I like it. I really do. Uh, it's turned into a soap opera. Like, really. Like, it's, it's like an hour of pettiness. That's Game between. of Thrones, though. Uh, yeah, but it's just like. I, I've there's no dispute over any there is, but it's not at the forefront where people are at war over the crown or anything. Like they were really just tripping about who she was sleeping with last episode. And mm-hmm. that was like twenty minutes and the dad he's like, Oh, everything's okay. He's not even he's a, he's not even gonna acknowledge anything. We saw that uh last episode. But it's good. Uh I can't wait for the fighting to actually start i wanted to see how all these uh alliances are going to wake it, uh work out um i'm curious about damon uh where he's gonna be at and all this uh i felt bad that the his wife died i really did and uh you know it seemed like he was happy and you know they were on tour whatever they were doing <laughs> offering protection or you know it seemed like he was he was good with that no responsibilities just burning boats and everything which is cool why Uh, why is sorry but why is the husband Rhaenyra's husband not catching any smoke for anything I mean I think he I mean why why would he though I mean he's the where's his pops his pops was like maybe he grew out of it they don't. Well, I think they only really cared about the alliance. Him, like those two being married and titled right. and everything. Like, she's the the house is a join. There's nothing uh, else for dad to care about. He got what he wanted. Yeah, oh, he sorry. got what he wanted. And the girl is the one that people are really worried about. She's the heir that people don't approve of, and she's because everybody knows she's the power. Yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody like, looks at her husband as like, oh man, we got to talk to that guy, get that guy on our side. They're like, nah, he's nothing. He's not. Nah, he's so just trying to dig down to talk to everybody her. in Westeros is what he's doing. He's so, he's he's basically just arm candy. That's basically what he is. He he's he. Her husband, like, uh, the, the the beard. He's a. Uh, uh, he's know. not even good candy. He's like arm yeah. smarties. Yeah, that's all he is. He's not. <laughs> 
He doesn't have a real job. <laughs> Just be there. He is our neckle wafers. Step daddy. <laughs> You know, she so. she treats she treats him good. Like she says, he yeah, she does try. She does try to make yeah, him. Yeah, you know, even, even boyfriend. Even when they packed up, take your boyfriend with you. Release yeah, yeah, take your boyfriend. Yeah. But you're gonna raise these kids though. But take your boyfriend with you. You gonna help <laughs> But yeah. I got no. He's shit. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Man. Well, he, they should have worked better on hiding them kids. That's my only point. They should have worked better on hiding that out. Yeah, just just. Yeah. Yeah, just get one ski. That's, that's yeah, exactly. That's on the girl, man. That's that's on the girl. She's the one popping them up. She yeah. don't care. Her dad ain't saying that. And like, yeah. I, I assume over time she just like whatever. You don't just, be, don't be just too drive. graphic. Not to be too graphic. Put it on my stomach. I mean, there's there other ways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not to be too graphic, <laughs> listeners. But y'all know. I'm just saying. I'm telling them. I'm, I'm just putting the thoughts out there. <laughs> there's other ways to hide this. Oh man. <laughs> He out there riding yeah. around her Nissan Ultima while she at work. That's what he doing. You know, exactly. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Try. She, like I said, <laughs> she, she didn't care. She was like, you know, dad ain't going to care either, so I'm not going to care. So. All right. All hell is going to break loose, though. Oh, yeah. It's going to die. That's the only thing holding any uh, semblance of, of, I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but as soon as he's gone, it's 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 on. Didn't he fall out getting out of the truck? No, that was that was before. That was before. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. yeah. When he came back from the um, the sea. Yeah, well, back sea when he when he promised seal. promised his daughter away. Sea snake. Yeah. The sea snake. Yeah, Lord Cordis, Cordis, Cordis. Oh man! All right, cool. Well, we're not. We're not. Well. I don't know if we want to give She Hulk the time this week. It was a good episode. It was a decent. It was good. It was. It was fun. I mean, I didn't mind it. I'm sure that I know the end is ablaze because of the fact they still haven't shown Daredevil yet. But I don't care. I like the show. I like the fact that it was all about Jennifer this week, and it was fun. It's it's a great story, no matter what. So, Dennis, what do you think, man? You all caught up? Oh well, you didn't watch it with your because you watch it with your kids. I haven't. I haven't watched the last one, but I'm caught up through there. And uh-huh. I always liked the show. I liked She-Hulk as a character since she was the stand-in muscle for the Fantastic Four way back when. That's how long That's how long I've been reading them books. Um, <laughs> so the tone of the show has always been really matching the tone of anything she's been in for the books. Anything I've read with her, for sure, anything that featured her has always been that kind of quirky, fun, not taking itself too seriously. And the show being like that, it matches. And that's what I like about it, is that it is true to the source material, for her at least. Uh, I I know there's some uh, tribulation about how some of the other characters are treated. Um, You know, Mr. Immortal looked like Mr. Immortal would expect to, but... You know, people mad about the Wrecking Crew. That's you know understandable because they didn't they didn't like how that was represented. But um, for the most part, everything else in that show seems like She Hulk. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, the Wrecking Crew was mishandled, but now that that blip is gone, they showed up, and one guy's now in rehab. So now he's surfing the Ute. 
surfing the Ute. Mike, you caught up, man? I am, sir. I actually watched it this afternoon. I actually forgot it was on, not because any disrespect to Seahawk, but, you know, I'm in, in school, too, so I forgot about it. So I knocked it out before the show. Um, like Dennis said, everything he said is right. If you've read any She-Hulk comics or anything or anything, it's pretty much like I've been saying since the beginning, what you would expect for it to be. Um, there's no real surprises. It may, you know, it may not know where the storyline is going, but how the character acts and how that they're, you know, the breaking the fourth wall stuff is what you'd expect from the show. Uh, any She-Hulk show. Um, you know, I, I really, I don't trust him. I think the other shoe's going to drop, but I really want to see how block what, what's going on with Blonsky. And he's got mm. the little cult thing going on. I really want to see what happens there. Uh, I ain't going to say the cult, but whatever he's got going on, I, that's interesting to me. Uh, I don't understand how this guy got her blood. The guy, Josh, I, I didn't. She was a human. When, but did uh, he, he sneak it somehow? Did he poke her or something? I, didn't... I don't know. They didn't see a syringe or anything. Right, yeah. But, but he, he sent a little text like, I got it. You know, okay, how did you get it? I, I didn't really understand that. Hey, Mike, did, did Josh leave it on the stomach? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it's irradiated kids. I mean, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> snuck in the She-Hulk's calendar and just saw every twenty-eight days there was an opportunity. To- maybe I, I don't know how he got it, but Ugh, he's happy. That went dark. That's funny, but dark. <laughs> but I like it. It is no injury is. involved there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, T man, you. I know you've been working a lot. Did you catch up on She-Hulk? No, I'm behind on the last two episodes. I was on vacation last week and then came home, went right back into my uh, work week and pretty much just been watching shows with the wife. So just been watching Dahmer with her. I'm behind on all my genre stuff. So I'm just catching up on the shows through you guys right now. (laughs) Dig it. Dig it. Quincy, what about you, man? Defending she I heard you defended She-Hulk, man. Well, I like the the actress. I mean, that's the only thing I've really felt strongly about the the show. I think she's doing the best of what she has. She's the best part of the show when she's not She-Hulk to me. Uh, I mean, the show is just shenanigans and silliness, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that by anything negative. It's better, like I said, it's better than Miss Marvel, better than Moon Knight for me. So, like, there it is. That's all I got to say about it. Say it again. It was better than what now? Miss Miss Marvel. uh, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. It definitely is. (laughs) Moon Knight, I couldn't wait for that to to end. Moon Knight was painful. I I, I didn't get the hype. This is great. No, it wasn't. No. No. (laughs) It was was pure. It was bollocks. Mm -hmm. Complete and total. Oh. You know, gi- gigantic entities and, you know, afterlife. And he just turned around and shot him. And uh, all he needed was a gun and some bullets, apparently. Put it into the threat. It's just a whole lot of, I don't know. I ain't like it. I don't ever have to see that show again. Never. Ever. Never. They actually took him out of the Marvel logo that shows up on the beginning of shows. What? It took Moon Knight out. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's not there anymore. Good Interesting job. fact. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. <laughs> uh, we're not going to go into uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm mm-hmm. still behind on that one, so we're going to leave I that one back. I don't think I'm going to get caught up on that one. Lord of the Z's. Yeah, I don't think here. I'm going to get I want to, but I don't <laughs> think I'm going to get caught up. It's just not. 
No, I'm coming back to it. This is not right now. Yeah. Not right. Lord of the Rings feels like homework. It, like you watch exactly. it just to make sure that you <laughs> that you understand what's going on, but not because you really love it or you're really into it. It's just like, yeah, I need to talk about this at some point, so I gotta watch. Perfect way to put that. It does seem like yeah. homework. Like I'm watching it just to talk to y'all about it, but I ain't really ain't liking it. I'm just <laughs> just not gonna have I, something to say. I do like it. I like it. This is it's a really slow burn. It's like a it's like a wet lighter. It's got to keep on flicking it. I'm still put off by how plain everybody looks. Yeah, I mean it's like in the movies, the the elves looked otherworldly. They looked goofy. They looked weird. They looked like somebody you'd stare at if you saw them in a coffee shop. But the elves in this look like fucking math teachers. They're just. <laughs> yeah, that dude failed shop with me in high school. I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The only elf that looks imposing and like spectacular is the ranger elf. Is the one that you know got caught up. That actually does something. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only cat that looks like an elf elf. Galadriel looks just like yeah, the brother. Yeah, the one the fade that I can't figure out how he got back then them times, but yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> His line is tight, but yeah, yeah. dwarven scissors. <laughs> that skills, man. Eh? <laughs> but he was in a mind. His face did not move, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh but man, again, he's the only one I like on the whole show. Like we said, like, there's nobody I like on that show. Make yeah. me want to see the next step. There's nobody. This it's getting better. I haven't watched this week's. But we watch, my wife and I watched the last one, and it's pretty good. And if you ever want to watch Lord of the Rings and appreciate it, watch Wheel of Time before you watch Lord of the Rings. You'll appreciate Lord of the Rings a lot more. Because my wife has me watching Wheel of Time right now. And it's not bad. The story's good. But the rest of it's kind of like, so. It's Wheel weird. of Time looks like if WB uh, adapted Lord of the Rings. That's what I told my wife. I said, "This is this is Costco's version of Lord of the Rings right here." This is, this is, this is where you get your Lord of the Rings off wish. <laughs> yeah, like we're out of Lord of the Rings, but we have some uh, Wheel of Time over here. It's like ah uh, ah, uh, start debating. Ah, uh. all right, man. Deadpool three is apparently going to be a thing. Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman put out a you know a couple of good online commercials for it. Looking forward to it. It's a big reset. Everybody's like, oh, Wolverine's dead. Not in the MCU because he's never existed. So it has its place. Is is everybody excited for Deadpool 3? Hell yeah. Hell yes. Yeah? Yes. He's yes. nodding his head. What do you think, man? You yeah, excited? I mean, there's I mean, there's, there's a whole universe of things they can play with. As long as they are allowed to play with yes. things like i just hope that feige or someone at the top says oh no they can't make fun of this they can't make fun of that because you know these uh we can't have we can't have children thinking that this that and the other so i'm just hoping they don't get cold feet with certain shit like if you know if, if they stick to their guns and say and let deadpool 3 be rated r I hope they don't get cold feet and just say, no, we can't do this with these characters and we can't do that. We can't let them uh, suggest, you know, this and that. Like, I I don't want them to get cold feet and not let them, like, have uh, their way with the universe. I want them to just take advantage of everything they can because it's such a big uh, universe of characters to play with and just, 
like let Ryan Reynolds do his thing and just pick and pull from everything that they've introduced so far. I mean, that would be amazing if they, you know, just let them have their, their pick of the litter with characters that have been introduced and just, just go, just go nuts with it. I think, I but, think you're right. Don't handcuff them. Do not see, handcuff them on this. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh is one of my favorite comic castings. Like, yeah, I know that we, talked about Robert Downey uh, Jr. Um, giving Iron Man a power-up in, in comics. I think uh, Hugh had, to a lesser extent, did the same thing for Wolverine. Uh, like, he was the shining... Po- shining... The one thing that shined in those X-Men movies, and uh, he's the only reason why I watched that crappy origin movie. That was a terrible movie, but, like, Hugh is always good as Wolverine. He's just is. And I'm excited about this. Like, I really am. This is, like, one of the bigger announcements that they've made that I really care about in the last three years. Like, I can't wait. And like uh, uh, what Terrence is saying, I hope that they don't cut this off at the knees uh, and let it be what it can be. The fact that Ryan's been trying to get him to do this for how many years, you know, to come out and do this and you really can't trust these actors and anything they say now. Hugh was done. No, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, never coming back. And then he's walking through a trailer. Sure, I'll do it. Like I was that's great. That's uh that's good for business, as uh some people say, like I can't I can't wait for that. Like the year can't come fast enough. I can't wait. Can't wait. Hell yeah. Dennis, how do you feel, man? Looking forward to Deadpool? Uh, man, it's kind of a tough sell for me. I like Deadpool originally, but as often it's like on TV and I'm kind of going through Ryan Reynolds' burnout where I've seen him do the same thing so many times that I'm less and less interested in every next thing that he does. Um, Like Red Notice, I didn't even go anywhere near it because between him and <sighs> Rock's dirty brown shirt. I couldn't just oh. like sit through that, but oh. I'm I'm excited for the possibility of what's going to happen when we see that actor and that character uh, interact with the MCU that we know now. Like yeah. I'm excited to see a conversation between that Deadpool and that Spider Man, or that Captain America and that. Um, or that Bucky and that uh, Wolverine. I think there's a lot of cool stories that can be told there. At the same time, I'm really hoping that that Disney influence brings up the production value of the Deadpool X-Men universe as a whole, because the thing I hated most about the X-Men franchise up till this point has been how just budget it seemed to me. Like, I've seen so much bad wire work in those movies that it looked like their stunt coordinator came from Xena, Warrior Princess. Damn. <laughs> so I, I like the characters. I want to see them in the MCU. I want to see them somewhat restrained and modified by the Disney MCU just because I really hope that that will filter out some of their own worse instincts and give us a lot better version of those characters. All right. I like that. 
I like that, Mr. Glover. Mr. Glover. Um, Mike, what do you think, man? I'm gonna kind of piggyback off off what Dennis said. Um, Daredevil, even from the beginning, has never been one of my favorite characters. He's just not. I honestly Daredevil? have never not Daredevil. Excuse me, Deadpool. <laughs> he, he, he's never he's never been exactly. That's my point. He's never been one of my favorite characters. I've and I've been around Deadpool since the beginning. But I've never understood like what happened to make him pop up to be this popular. And none of the old stories, none of the, nothing I've ever read is like this is the guy, the next guy that blew up. Like the mutants ninety eight is worth what eight hundred dollars, and I don't get how, De- how Deadpool just became this phenomenon in and of it by itself. I don't get it. So, but for the Deadpool fans, I'm excited. I do hope they keep what they loved in it. I'm, I, I want them to get what they want. You know, I want them to get the 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 the, the, the foul language, the, the blood. I want them to get everything they want to get. Uh, I do want to see the stories like Dennis said that they could be told with him and Captain America. You know, I want to, I want to see Captain America be like language. You know, I want to see that. But again, I'm not a big Deadpool fan. Now, here's where my other shoe comes in at. I'm terrified of of Hugh Jackman being Wolverine again. Terrified. Do I think he was a bad Wolverine? Hell no. I think he was excellent. But I think the potential of him coming in. Could already set the X Men up for failure because he he he's going to outshine them again. They're going to make this another bunch of Wolverine flicks again, and I don't want that. I want the X Men to shine. I mean, of course, y'all know I want Cyclops to shine, but I'm scared if they bring Wolverine in, it's all going to be the same. People going to want all this cigar smoking, this this cigar, you know, this Jean Grey with Wolverine type thing. They're going to want him to be the star of every. I just don't want that. I think we had a better chance of getting actual X-Men stories with a whole new Wolverine. You know, now I'm thinking we're going on the same road. Same, everybody's happy, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sad either, but I'm scared. I'm 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 scared that we, we, we're going, you know, full circle. It's coming right back around. We're going to go through the same mistakes. We're going to go... The same Wolverine stories, is, uh, but under Disney, under, under the MCU, so it'd be different stories, but the same kind of feel. You know, I, I don't want that. I want the X Men. I don't want Wolverine and the X Men. If I see one Wolverine X Men movie, that's a title I'm not going to watch it. I'll tell y'all that right now. <laughs> I didn't watch the cartoon Wolverine and X Men. I didn't read the comic Wolverine X Men because it was called Wolverine and X Men. Disrespectful. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> Somehow Mike has made this announcement sound even better. Like, I hope he does outshine. I'm like, yeah, I'll take more Wolverine instead of Cyclops. Nah, yeah, nah, nah, I, I think they were going to use Wolverine to launch the Alpha Flight franchise. I'll take anything over him doing the X Men right now because he, he he's just going the same. We're going the same route. I don't want that. I don't want him in the center. You know, leading the X Men. I don't want that. Uh, no, I let the X Men be the X Men. X Men. I'd have been okay not seeing Wolverine to like you know phase thirty seven. I'm okay. I didn't. I, I didn't need to see. You see, I didn't need to see Wolverine at all. I really didn't. I got enough of it. At, at the same time, he, he's yeah. At the same time, he's right. Like if they never did Wolverine again, I would have been happy with that too. Like I, I would have been good with that character sort of dying with you. Like I didn't wasn't in a rush to see that one recast. I think we got all the Wolverine stories. We got we got enough we for a, a, another decade. We we're okay. And I, uh, but now that he's here, yes, 
Constantine Alshine, uh, Cyclops, and <laughs> have him lead the X-Men into a glorious future mm, in the MCU. See, it, now he's we've starting had, all wrong for me. We've had, <laughs> many, we had many weeks without a fight, and now now y'all want to pick one. Well, Jay's off tonight. Like He yeah. kind of picked up the, the slack of music. He did. He been, did. Yeah. Can't, can't pick it the other old man, so... <laughs> He said he has something to do. He fell asleep on the couch, man. It is nap time for Pop Pop. <laughs> he said nap time for Pop Pop. Oh, gosh. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay. Well, I'm glad to see everybody's happy about it. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I'm like, uh, I'm like Ryan. I'm, I'm not Ryan Reynolds out. He's not. He's not pulling a Dane Cook because I, I I compare him to Dane Cook because Dane Cook was just like a bottle rocket and he just was like everywhere all at once and then all of a sudden he just fell off. But I did like Red Notice for the record, Mr. Glover. It was I like the Rock's dirty shirt. I actually have three of those in my closet. It fit well. Um so yeah. Yeah. The definitely. only project I'm sorry. The only like I know what he means with the Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I definitely he, know what he one, means. I get it. Yeah, that one movie that was on Netflix uh, with the time travel. That was yeah, good. That, that was a good movie. That was all right. Nah, but it wasn't I, I, him I, uh, being the same thing all the time. It was better than Red Notice. Uh, at 30 minutes in, I was like, "This is my stop. I'm getting off here." Like I was, I was good. Like I just. I, I was okay. Again, Not Red Notice that. is a movie I only watch because I'm talking to y'all. It, that's the only reason I why liked, I finished that movie. It, I liked Red Notice. It, well, it yeah, was, why didn't you? Why didn't you like that? It just kept. It, it was just again too much Ryan Reynolds. It kept like it was too many twists. Like it was another twist here. Like when he was making the wall and then the wall fell down and like he was just too many plans ahead. Like you couldn't plan all that ahead to jump off. It was just too much. Um. Yeah, it was, that was Ryan Reynolds at his most Ryan Reynolds. I can, <laughs> I, can, I can feel you on that. Yeah. No. For some yeah. reason, I, I, was, I was thinking about that the other, the other day, and I still feel personally betrayed by The Rock at the end of the movie. Like, I don't know why. I should have seen it coming, but I still feel personally betrayed by The Rock at the end of the movie. <laughs> it, it was awkward watching him and Gal kiss. It was awkward, and I was angry for obvious reasons. But, like, that – I know what you mean with the twist there at the end. It was like – Oh, it was too many. It was just every other second. Another twist? Another, another twist? It was like, really? The movie was, it was like a, maybe a half an hour they didn't need in that movie. It was long. Um, but I liked it. It was, it was not long. It, it was long. It was longer than it needed to be. If Mike yes, Jones long. stayed awake through the whole movie, it was not long. I watched it during the daytime. That's the only reason why that shit got <laughs> No. <laughs> no. It, it was all right. I'm going to go back and watch that. It was it had, no, no. it had Gal Gadot. It had it had my cousin Dwayne in it. And it had she Ryan carry, She can only do but so much. She's on. She's fine, but she ain't enough fine to deal with. Unless that movie's an hour and a half of Gal Gadot walking away from the camera, I ain't watching it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. She ain't Holly Berry fine, but she fine though. Yeah, but, you know. I take care of the Holly. <laughs> no, I wouldn't Just, do that. Uh, I no, know. I wouldn't do that. No, uh, Holly like. Is- very pretty woman, but like I could name a couple, a good couple. I take. I mean, I could too, but Gal ain't one of them. Now, give me, give me Hallie. Gal is, Gal is one. Of them. We ain't gonna fight about that. You take Gal, be all right. You'll be all right. <laughs> we got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be all right. Oh man! All right, cute man. You posted a great question 
in the group about uh, music and soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and spearhead so, that, man. That's a great, great answer to that. So, yeah, um, as I was, um, I like music about as much as I like comics and, and movies and some artists or songs I was uh, exposed to because of uh, uh, movies, TV and whatnot. Like, uh, like I gave the example uh, Queen for uh for highlander like i would never been like i love princess of the universe and that made me like look at like the whole queen catalog Mm -hmm. to the point where like i'm a fan so the question you know we at we posted a group is like what what songs with artists like were you exposed to you like now because of something that you may have seen in a movie uh video games too um comics movies whatever that led you down the road to like this artist and mm. like there are a couple obvious ones like transformers was the first one i remember where it's like the music and the movie were just like hand in hand and you know i think everyone who's watched that movie well you know you can hear one note from any track on that soundtrack and you're already you're back in and you already met at hot rod you met at hot rod all over again Right, and uh, you know, I, more recently, Guardians of the Galaxy, both soundtracks opened me up to artists that I I didn't pay any attention to, but I checked out their catalog afterwards. So that's that was the question. Like, what do you guys got as far as uh, music that you got turned on to uh, through movie, games, what have you? Hmm. Man, I'll take I'll take the first one on this one. Uh Kenny Loggins. Highway to the Danger Zone. Ah, yes. Yes. That yeah, yeah. go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and yeah. laugh. I know Glover's <laughs> over there like Glover's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yes. That's man. The jam, man. Yes. Uh, my friend Olivia loves that song. She loves you can't it. help like, but do this whenever you hear the song. You just like Yeah, man. It was that's great. a good one. Um That's still a good one, yeah. I'm going to say, I want to say, one of the first print songs I ever, that I really remember was Purple Rain from Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. Now, that was amazing. The movie is dated, but it was a great movie because the soundtrack was absolutely amazing. So Prince and Purple Rain. Um, those were still, that's when I was you know, still young. Um, but those are the two. Kenny Loggins, of course, Danger Zone. And... Shout out to my dad, Lewis W. Johnson Jr. Shout out to you, um, I the Tiger from Rocky, because he would play that whenever we would work out together, and I would always train with him. That's one of the songs that he was Blair on his. Remember the glass case record players with all the the shit in it that you could yeah. never touch. <laughs> all the shit in it, yeah, I know that yeah. shit. And yeah. and that's and that's one that was I the Tiger was one of the songs you know from Rocky so that was you me. you you brought up a good point because I can't listen to Prince music without thinking about Batman and mm-hmm. that's all him doing that soundtrack like all Prince songs take me back to uh, to Batman and uh, Thieves in the Temple more specifically when I hear that like I'm in Gotham City like it, Prince just 
I almost we almost forget about that one as a soundtrack. He did that whole one. No, we don't. We we hell. No, no, no. Listen, not you here, but I'm talking about the whole grand scheme of things. Like it was a great album. Yeah. But you know, we talk about Guardians. We talk about Transformers, and like, what other soundtracks do we bring up? You know, besides those in the in that media. Like I like, for me, Prince and Batman are like this. Because of that, yeah, yeah. Because growing up, growing up, sorry, growing up, it was it was I was mainly into hip hop when and hip hop was still considered rap, um, and so I was always you know that was my main level of that was my, not level but my main form of music I listened to all the time was hip hop and R and B, and so Kenny Loggins and you know, uh, Out of the Tiger and and um. What's the other one from Robin Hood? Prince of Thieves had Morgan Freeman in it and oh, Kevin Costner. Brian Adams. Brian yes. Adams. Yes. Now all those songs resonate with me and they stuck with me, but that's not those songs are like gateway songs into other forms of music because growing up listening to hip hop, R and B, and Motown and jazz, you know, as I was younger, these were the songs that transitioned me into listening to other. Uh, genres of music and it was great i mean everything else just kind of falls into place every hip-hop soundtrack new jersey drive spider-man into the spider-verse um um what's the other one poetic justice uh i, I can go on and on about hip-hop and r&b albums you know soundtracks boomerang uh soul food all the rest of these things that i've always listened to but the things that transitioned me away from the standard were you know the ones that i mentioned earlier what you got dennis um, my exposure to music has always been through movies. I never listen to the radio all that often. I live in the middle of nowhere where the, you know, top 40 radio station here plays stuff that is like, oh, the best of the seventies, eighties and nineties. That wasn't that good in the first place. Um, but the music that I remember, the music that stuck with me always came through the movies that I watched. And it was, and I can remember this all the way back to, uh, we built this city from Jefferson Starship in uh-huh. uh, Short Circuit. And, yes. Um, uh. You know, Bat Dance, I think. I connected more with Prince and Bat Dance than I did with Purple Rain or any of the stuff that he's way more known for and maybe way better music. But that was my exposure to Prince was Bat Dance. It wasn't the other stuff. But the music that stuck with me, there's like four or five movies that their whole soundtrack was something I went out and got. And it was music that I listened to all the time. And it was stuff like The Crow and uh, The Matrix that had just bangers on really heavy stuff all the time. But the number one is The Blues Brothers. And The Blues Brothers is probably the biggest accumulation of a really old, really solid... R&B, um, funk, or uh, the soul music and the blues that at the time was not anywhere near as popular as it should be for how good it was. And I remember listening to it and loving the music and loving that is like the second time I saw James Brown because I saw Rocky uh, three before I saw, um, no, Rocky four. I saw Rocky four before I saw Blues Brothers. 
So when I see uh, the madman that was doing uh, living in America as the preacher, I lost my shit. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. But then to actually hear how good the song he was performing was, and then going back to it later on and seeing Johnny Lee Hooker and Aretha Frank and all these amazing artists in this soundtrack or just in this movie is like bit players. There's nothing that tops that for me. I still listen to that soundtrack now. Shake your tail feather, man. Yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite ones off that soundtrack. That was a good example, too. Blues Brothers. Fantastic movie. Mike, what you got? Um, you both of you guys have already mentioned that earlier. I've been sitting on this thing all day and I couldn't think of anything. Uh, but it, for me, it, it that Purple Rain, that whole, that whole thing for me, Purple Rain, the soundtrack, uh, that was, I had a cousin, my cousin Kim, I'm going to say, hey, she's still around, but uh, she's a huge Prince fan. But she's always played Prince, but Purple Rain was what really got me into Prince. It really made me love Prince. I've seen Prince in concert at Walnut Creek. Prince was amazing. Oh, I saw him live. He was amazing. Uh, and she took me, matter of fact. Um, but uh, that's what really got me into Prince. And uh, to piggyback what you said about Queen, it wasn't so much uh, the Highlander, because Prince of the Universe was good on, High- on Highlander, but if you listen to the whole song, it's weird as hell once you, if you listen to it all. <laughs> it's yeah, got some parts of Prince of the Universe yeah, weird really as shit. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Power Ranger. Thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me the 30 second clip and I'm good. But what really got kind of got me listening to, to Queen was um, Wayne's World. Uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody they did in Wayne's World. Uh, it made me at least curious to go see what the original version was. And I'm like, oh, okay. I can, I can dig this. And I've always been open to music to all kinds of music and and it's real simple we had cable and mtv was only thing you can watch bet didn't come on to eight or nine by that time i'm asleep so i'm watching i'm watching rock, rock videos so i've always been open to all kinds so but that's what those two things are the first two movies that pop into my mind about you know introducing me into a different artist uh, uh, wayne's world and uh purple rain terrence yeah, a lot like what Dennis was saying, a lot of my association with music is through uh, movies and TV shows. Like, I'll hear uh, I'll hear a piece of music and it'll take me back to a scene that I really enjoyed in something that I was watching, whether it was a, an emotional scene, a dramatic scene, or a really tense action scene. And uh, when I got older... I was able to go back and find uh, soundtracks and scores for movies. So uh, obviously one of the first things I found when I got older was the soundtrack and score for Transformers, the movie, because that just had uh, a lot of, a lot of bangers from, from, from that time. So when I'm in my car, sometimes I'll just, I'll just be thinking about it and I'll go, yeah, yeah, I got to go put on instruments of destruction or, you know, another, another song from uh, the soundtrack or the score of that movie. It'll just, you know, it'll just take me back to uh, a scene from the movie and I'll just fucking rock out to that on my ride to work. Cause I got a, I got a, a 45 mile commute to work. So sometimes I'll just be thinking about the movie and I just go, you know what? I just want to rock out to something that brings me back to a scene in that movie. Cause I'm just feeling nostalgic that day. And I'm just like, hell yeah, let's go. 
Um, uh, another person who I got into through uh, movies and uh, and shows, um, Michael, Michael know what I'm talking about when I mention this person, Yoko Kano. Uh, for the anime heads out there, Mac Ross Plus, uh, mm-hmm. Yoko Kano with the composer Mac Ross Plus. Uh, she's one of the best composers out there that I, I think, period. She's also the composer for Cowboy Bebop. She can compose for any genre, period. If you go, hey, I need something orchestral. Hey, I need something jazzy. Um, hey, I need something country. She can just go out there and fucking do it i need a rock score like she just comes up with all kinds of crazy shit like it's it's amazing what she can do so i got into her through mac Bros plus and then cowboy bebop and she's been uh, she's just been out there doing her thing for like the last three decades uh also i got into ludwig gornson he composed the score for uh, black panther uh that is an amazing score sometimes i'll listen to that especially um i think the the music from when he's in the uh ancestral ancestral plane that's on my playlist too that's a good track yeah that's a good track yeah he also did the i think he did the music for both creed movies i think yeah so he's got a there's a there's a couple really good um a couple really good uh, tracks from Creed, especially uh, you're I right. The, he did Creed, yeah, yeah. So I think there, there's one I listen to a lot from Creed too. Actually, it's um, it's one of the it's one that plays during one of the training montages. That's really good. Um, I also got into I got into Huey Lewis through Back to the Future. Yes, and uh, Not shout out to cycle. Jason. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Jason Richardson. He uh, that was one of his responses. Huey Lewis in the news. Um, that's a good one. And Miles, uh, Miles, I keep getting confused. Ludwig, he did uh, the Mandalorian intro too. Oh yeah, so, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So on the the, the topic of like um, TV shows, do you guys have any favorite theme music from any specific show? that like cartoon or like there are a couple that i'm gonna give you one voltron the original one that intro music takes me from zero to 60 and like like that i love that intro music and the outro music for for voltron and uh i do have a weird one uh snake eater the intro music to uh, metal gear 2 uh three i love that intro like if you can look that up it's a it's an interesting song and i and i love it but what you guys got? Uh, okay, Knight Rider. Mm. Um, what's that one with the goofy hero? Oh my gosh! Oh, believe it or not, you're walking on the air. Oh. Uh, American that hero, one, American oh, hero, uh, Nick's American, yeah. American hero. Uh, the A Team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, Robotech. When yes. I hear that, that's that. Those are mine from TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. and I want to give a quick shout out to some honorable mentions. Back to movies, real quick. Um, the Lean on Me soundtrack, "Welcome to the Jungle" by Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. That I never thought that I would hear that song in a movie with Morgan Freeman in it, but when I heard that, I was like, "This, this is different." Because you had kids like sitting on the table smoking cigarettes and raising hell and 
he all of a sudden Batman shows up. Not Batman, Batman, but um, and the, the, the whole Joe, uh, 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 Joe, Joe Clark, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Call, yeah, yeah. But looking at yeah, that's it right there. That's it. Favorite scene? They they smacking around the what's the kid? Uh, kid Ray, and he took off and he disarmed the guy with the knife and just knocked him out with one punch. And like, I love that movie. And it's a, it's uh, a great movie. It's a great movie. And you can that probably was right back now when I wanted to be a teacher. You can, you probably all of us right now can probably sing the East Side High School thing. Oh, you yes. know, <laughs> but we don't know our own oh, yes. high school song. But we all know oh, yes. East Side High. We can get in yeah. harmony, fair east. All of us can do that shit right now. But I, I could, my own alma mater. I couldn't see that shit. You paid me. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> oh, nope. But uh, but that that was me. I just want to give a quick shout out to that soundtrack because it was amazing. It also had Big Daddy Kane on it. It had Stetson Sonic mm-hmm. and Guns and Roses. That's a great. That's a great mashup of music. So you heard my TV. So Dennis, what you got for TV, man? The first cassette i ever bootlegged myself that i recorded from another cassette was a compilation of mike post um tv theme songs and it was stuff like magnum pi and hill street blues and all of those old like late 70s early 80s uh must watch tv that were just i don't know seminal for what you would picture for tv in that era where it was stuff that you just instantly recognized it as soon as you heard like the first three notes and you knew what the show was and you knew the intro just from hearing that. And that's, you know, being familiar with the music through the other media. Now going back to movies again, because there's one, everybody's talking about Queen, but nobody mentioned this one. The Flash Gordon soundtrack mm-hmm. was yeah. a beginning to end Queen. Yeah. Wow. And not just that goofy theme song, but the whole thing was Queen music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Flash. Good one. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, man, I get you hyped right now <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, Did he have a football? Did Flash have a football? He played he football with this thing. Oh, um, I remember he had a golden football and a half naked woman. I remember those two scenes. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I think the big question is why in space in this other dimension there was a golden football? <laughs> the snap. The snap is the reason why. Uh, Terrence and uh, Mike, did y'all give a... Nah, I, I'm ready whenever. I'm ready. Go I got one. Go ahead. I, I got Go ahead. a few. Uh, to, and this song I, I actually have on my phone. I, I had to get it off my phone to get the title. Uh, Joe Cocker, uh, with a little help from my friends for the one of years. Yes. They, uh, I, yes. I, I play that. Oh. Uh, you know, I play that regularly on my phone. I, I, I what would you, man? I just when I'm mellow, work's been kind of stressful. Sometimes I need something to to, to get me down because I've read, you know, kill customers. So uh, <laughs> I, I'll play that. And the and the kid in me, the you know, growing up in the neighborhood, uh, Saturday Saturday mornings, Fat Albert, intro oh. outro. Even when they did the little band, and Rudy was the only guy that had his own instrument. We used to try to make our instruments like the Fat Albert Fat Albert Crew. You know, hey hey hey, what? <laughs> Yes, man. That that was. I still love that. I, and and I got one more. And I'm and um, I, I meant to write it down, but I forgot. Y- y'all remember Schoolhouse Rock? Yes, okay. yes. Schoolhouse Rock is good. Uh, the one three is a magic number, but not the one from the Schoolhouse Rock version. Later on, they did a rock version by Bl- a Blind Melon. 
that yes. version of three is a magic oh, number. Yes. That version, I play that probably every day. <laughs> that, nice. that version, I play that all the time. That song came out on an album called Saturday Morning Classics. Mm-hmm. And not only is it that, but there's a bunch of other artists that yes. cover that same kind of music. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sublime does a version of the Hong Kong Fooey theme song. Oh, really? That, that might that be one of the slaps. best songs ever recorded. <laughs> That I have slap. to hear that one. I haven't. Heard, I don't. I haven't heard that, but I would check it out. Yeah. Wow, man, y'all are bringing back some memories now, man. That's great. I love it. Music ties in. Go ahead, Terrence. Yeah. So TV shows, because I already mentioned her, uh, Yoko Kano with the Cowboy Bebop theme song. Um, a Team, Night Rider, uh, piggyback off of Lou, uh, Greatest American Hero. Uh, that used to be my. Uh, that used to be my shit back in the day. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Perfect Strangers theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Oh man! All right, man. I got I got to add in. I'm sorry, T. Go ahead. Nah, go ahead. I'm still thinking. I was uh, the Cosby Show changed their song every year, but we what was all your favorite know. season. Oh man, um, it was when they it was just all favorite season trumpet. opener. Yes, yeah. it, it was all okay. trumpet. It was the all trumpet one, and they had the tuxedos on. And they danced through the whole and time. The, the Harlem background it was season yeah. six. That's my favorite too. Yeah. That that was that was one. the best intro. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I think they used that one. Yeah, one season. Yeah, I know exactly what you're Harlem talking about. Oh, you talking yeah. about two different ones? You talking about a tuxedo? You talking like about the one that had the, the kids graffiti? It was Claire had like this yellow like sash. It was the first season with. Okay, um, well, she was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Denise was there with her husband. It was the first, uh, I think it was the only season he was in the opening Martin. credits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, I hated Simone. Him. I hated Martin. Right. Everybody right. Hated Martin. Yeah. Everybody hated Martin. Well, he stole my woman. Shit. Piss on Martin. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so like, it, he was forgettable. He's forgettable. I, and he Very. ended up uh, with Halle Berry and Strictly Business yeah. and Denise. I he had a good nineties career. Yeah, yeah, he had. <laughs> and back to what Dennis said. <laughs> when Dennis mentioned Magna PI, it made me think about watching Magna PI with my mom, and it was da 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 He would always and the jump over coming there. through. Yeah, yep. yes. Oh man, that brought back that brings back memories. I man. love that intro. Couldn't stand the show. I could never. Get into the show. There are a couple I don't think shows I've ever like watched that. one episode of Magnum. Honestly, I don't think I ever watched one yeah. full episode. There are shows like that where I watch the intro and then like I leave. Like I've, I've come to see what I've come to see, and I'm goodbye. He's not going to get better than that. Yeah, yeah. Like that was it. <laughs> it's all downhill after that. <laughs> yeah, back when you couldn't skip, you know, skip, you know, skip intro. He's like, nah, mm-hmm. you can't do that. You got to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna play with GI Joe's for like 45 minutes until the show's done. <laughs> then I'll come back and watch Airwolf with you. It was like, oh, MASH is over? All right, cool. Come back in the room. Yeah, and so we talked about singers. Like, there are, like, a couple of composers got exposed to. Alvin Silvestri, he uh, did a lot of Avengers, uh, Back to the Future, a lot of... uh, Predator. Predator, uh, Forrest Gump. He has a lot of good instrumentals. Um, Hans Zimmer. Uh, let me see what this Hans. Hans, he has a song on, uh, or a track, I should say, 
on Man of Steel, what are you going to do when you're not saving the world? Like, if you haven't heard it, like, listen to it. That'll get you going in the morning. But these shows, like, have, like, exposed me to that, too. Some people, like, in the office, like, oh, you listen to Hans Zimmer. Like, what piece of art do you like? Like, I like the scene. I like the music that's playing when Superman's kicking the crap out of this guy. That That's the track that I like. And, you know, not to get too, you know, they were expecting a different answer, but, like, all these composers, like, I get exposed to through the movies and, you know, the emotion from the scene and everything. Kind of know what uh, Terrence was talking about. You know, you tie music with certain um, uh, scenes, emotions that are tied in, and, you know, you just never forget them. And one more thing, uh, all four, all the shows uh, for uh, Marvel on Netflix had excellent intros. And oh, yeah. the, the Defenders which was, you know, say what you want about the show, that intro music is very, very good. It's my favorite out of all those shows. Luke Cage uh, is my ringtone still. Mm, wow. That was a good one, too. Yeah. Iron Fist had a good intro, too, despite the season one uh, debacle. All of them are really good. Despite the whole rest of that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, got, yeah. I got one more movie real quick, and I'm going to leave it alone. Uh, and I'm and I'm I'm saying this with J Pat too, uh, the Anvil of Chrome by uh, Basil Pilati. Basil Pilatius. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There you go. I was just going to um, mention that when you guys yes, got done. Uh, <laughs> that that stays on regular regular play too. And, and on my, and I love that song. And I. You want to motivate a bunch of kitchens? You put on uh, Anvil of Chrome and listen to everybody like kind of perk up and look around because they recognize it. And they understand uh-huh. the theme behind it without knowing what the music is, but mm. everybody starts pushing that wheel a little bit harder. Now I'm gonna look it up. You said Anvil of Crom? Crom. Anvil yes. of Crom. Yeah, I've said it to the group a hundred times. Yeah, I've, it, it's yeah. And there if you look up Basil Polidorus himself, you'll see stuff like uh, both Conan movies, RoboCop, uh, Crocodile Dundee, Hunt for Red October. Um, Les Mis, there's no just way. a bunch of movies that you won't associate with really good music, but are all from this guy. And yes. it's always that stuff, that hook that's in the background that you're not really paying attention to, and it's through him. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Oh, my. Yeah. I just pulled it up on Amazon Music. I've heard most of this stuff. That's pretty amazing. And the Anvil of Crime is beautiful. I just watched sometimes just watch the intro of Conan over and over. Have you seen the intro when they pour the sword? And he, ah, oh, come on! I wish Jay was here just for this. I promise. Jay can get off his nap right now and get on. Jay just just so he can feel it. I'm telling you, you listen to just just the beginning of Conan when he pour that sword. No, no, when he says, um, uh, how, how does it start? Uh, I can't think of it right now. He's like, um, come on, man. You're on, a, before, you're on a trivia show right now. Before the ocean sunk Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, it was an age undreamed of. And unto this comes Conan, destined to bear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Come, let me tell thee of the days of high adventure. Do 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 tell my shit. I'm, I got goosebumps. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, that one. Okay. Yes, Lord. 
Mike about to pass out. Yeah, he's in church right now. Woo, I got goosebumps. I'm telling you. Oh, I, I, I got goosebumps. I love that song. I'm going to add love that it. to my playlist. That's I really it, am. Because right now. Yeah, that's, that's Sometimes amazing. Sometimes it takes me stuff. to work to get hype. That takes me to deal with these damn customers. I, you know, that, that, what is the the, 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 the riddle of steel? I, oh, that gets me there sometimes. Mike, what is best in life? What is best in life? To, hear the, to, to conquer your enemies. The human elimination of their women. No, I can't think of it right there, but yes. The to crush your enemies. Women. To see them driven <laughs> before you. And yes. hear the lamentation of their women. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, man, I'm telling you, I could do this out. I got yes, Lord. <laughs> Y'all know I love Conan. I love Conan. There's no, I love it. No if ands or buts about it. Yeah, that's it. I'm a big Conan fan. Y'all remember yeah. in the '90s when they were just making? They were basically making movies just to make soundtracks. Yeah, the Def Jam. They were like uh, big demo tapes for new artists that yeah. they were coming out with. Had nothing, songs that really had nothing to do with the movie. No, they just might I be mean, playing in the background yeah. of the movie when they're moving through a building. Like uh, Suicide Squad. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I think in 90s music, and it's like, it's like, uh, what was it? Poetic Justice. Uh, I mentioned that before. New Jersey New Drive. Jack I mentioned City. that before. New Jack City. Uh, City Bo- soundtrack. <laughs> Boomerang had a banging soundtrack. Boomerang I don't care did, what you say. Yeah. They did. Um, Soul Food had a banging soundtrack. That Mama Any song. Jet Li movie made in America. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention Blade. Everybody knows the intro to Blade. Mm. You hear that? <laughs> eat, 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 eat. You automatically, yeah. it's on. It's on. I'm trying to cut people's heads off. but You know what? Um... Uh, soundtrack instrumental I found recently that's really pretty good. Um, Ninja Turtles 1989 that had some really good instrumentals. Um, the music playing during some of the battles, uh, especially the last one at the end when they uh, the turtles are fighting shirt on the uh, on the roof. That had a good uh, background, good background. Shredder whooped their ass on that that roof. He did. He did. But uh, what's, what's that? I'm going to find this song right now because I have it up. It is Shredder's Last Stand. That's the name of the track. Shredder's Last Stand. But we and... all know the Turtles' best song was with Vanilla Ice. We can all agree with Don't that. Ninja Rap. Don't ninja <laughs> well, no, I don't want to give about that. story. I don't okay. want to get into this story too nah, deep, but you already before it, I got married, we went to a club, and one of the girls performing in that club danced to two songs, and one of them was the Ninja Rap. No way. You <laughs> stayed? She did the steps? Yeah. That was the best part wow. of the night. <laughs> Jeez, what kind of dancing was it? Is it no? <laughs> you don't remember she, the, the? Was she making it clap? The ninja rap? Is that what was happening here? Because <laughs> he alluded the club part. I'm like, wait a minute, there's something else to that. Um, the listeners couldn't see the quotes. They couldn't see the quotes. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah, no, it was. Um, make it clap the ninja rap. That's, that's, I would pay for that. Yeah, that I, was like she the requested. Price of uh, 
Vanilla Ice, but then didn't know another Vanilla Ice song to go along with it. <laughs> and See, that was the one that they right. came up with. I think I only know two <laughs> Vanilla Ice songs, too. Play that funky ice, music, ice, ice, baby. ice Baby. And the Ninja Turtles song. Okay, we're, three count yeah, now. we got three. Yeah. Now we got three, yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna say, right. and look, I might get, I might get bashed forever, and I don't care. I'll stand on this till I die. Ice Ice Baby is better than the Queen version. I said it. Whatever the Queen name of the Queen's version is, I'll say. Uh, it. Yes, it is. That's I'll say uh, Queen David Bowie version. Mm-hmm. Ice the name Ice of that Baby. Song that they took under under pressure. From under pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, give me Ice Ice Baby alone. Huh? <laughs> That's all right. I've been alone before. I've been alone before on these hills before. I'll stay you on that. You go down one. that hill. You go down. I'll be right here by hill. myself. I'm all right. I, I done been here alone. I've said that before online in group. Ice Ice Baby. I play it all day long, and I love Queen. I do. I love Queen. Ice Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby wasn't a bad song. It, y'all, it, it it got later on got bad hype, but Ice Ice Baby dropped. Yo, Come on. Well, there was there was back in the day. Yeah, they, they uh, yes. was plen- there was plenty of dudes with all that <laughs> yeah, shit cutting what, their head. Yeah, guys went off when Ice Ice Baby came out. They what, went they in the hard. Fade, they had the parts and the cuts. Shit, it was over. They went the in shit when hard. Ice Ice Baby came out. It was over. They had the, apparently, they had the you, apparently you either. Like when yeah, that I loved when it. That, uh, I loved it. When that song came out, I was living in Bensonhurst at the time. And every dude in that neighborhood was wearing Zubaz pants. Yeah. Had uh, the pointy shoes. Patting leather shoes on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't flip flops with socks. Yeah. Oh, and a very tall dyed mullet. Yeah, man. Specifically oh, man. from that. Uh, I'm going to give you two, two more songs. I'm going to go to the answers that we were given. One more oh, shit, yeah. on the long- about the answers. <laughs> well, I didn't want it because I was badgering people for answers. I, I want to make sure I read those. Uh, the Lonely Shepherd from um, Kill Bill, Volume 1. I love that instrumental and that whole, that whole soundtrack. Uh, and uh Reading Rainbow intro, old school, man. Like that's uh that's classic TV right there. I'll yeah. I had that on a playlist. Now we'll turn Very it wholesome. up. Very wholesome. Yeah, yeah. Right one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Electric that, that yeah, the electric company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was all right. Oh, so man. Kiana had what did she give us? She gave us Ed Sheer. It's Sharon. It's Sharon. Sharon. That song that Sharon. She, Sharon. Okay. Uh, she heard this song, Vampire Diaries. Um, Demetrius gave us Skepta. He heard a song from this group, I assume, from uh, FIFA Street 2 from a video game. Oh. Uh, Mike, Mike Green gave a good one, uh, Last Mohican soundtrack. Now, there is um, uh, one track I've been listening to. I listen to all the time. Uh, my brother actually just put me back onto this uh, called "The Kiss," and that was the the track that was playing when the dad was chasing down the guy after he killed his son. That uh, instrumental that was playing. Uh, Last of Mohicans is good. Um, Jason gave us Huey Lewis in the news. Uh, Danny Elfman, and he he went to the composers. Danny Elfman who did Batman, Hans Zimmer, John Williams. Uh, oh yeah, John Williams did all the uh, all the Star Chicago Wars, movies. Superman, Superman too. Um, Dennis Glover, our special guest, gave us the Crow, Tank Girl, the Mask, the Jim Carrey one. Yep. Okay, I have to take a look at that Matrix. Oh, Ghostbusters is a good soundtrack. 
Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel gave us Diant word because of District 9. District 9 did uh, have some spooky shit, man. That's good. District 9, which one is that? The aliens? Yeah, the aliens like yeah. took over LA. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, no. It was the alien, um, the aliens in a ghetto in South Africa. Yeah. Was it South Africa? Why well, do I think it was yeah. Los Angeles? I don't know. I know which movie you're talking about, Lou. Yeah. It's something but Diane was a, they're a, like a techno Metal? house Metal? group, but they're both from South Africa and they were in that movie. Oh, okay. That oh. skinny, pasty little girl and the big tattooed guy, that's them. Okay. okay. The prototypical post-apocalyptic people. Yeah. 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 They look like they got eight in the Thunderdome. <laughs> uh, Mark gave us Purple Rain. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, Degrassi Next Generation. I thought that was Star Trek Next Generation. Glad I didn't assume. Uh, Smallville. Uh, uh, the Greatest American Hero. He, he said Bosom Buddies. That was a good song. That was a good intro music. Uh, Old Tom Hanks. the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that was my first exposure to uh, Tom Hanks, that show. And um, Into the Spider-Verse, which was a very good soundtrack. That was a good soundtrack. So that's what we got to today from the group, which we... Oh, this is our favorite part of yeah. the podcast is reading hey, questions. Real quick before we move on, I think Lou kind of hinted on it a little bit, and I'm a, this is my first time hearing this song on a Cosby show. Uh, is that Night and Day by uh, Ray, oh yes um, Ray Charles uh, Ray Charles I had never heard that song before the Cosby right Show time. yeah yeah before they were singing and Claire was making that thing pop I was that was the first time I heard that song it's go back and watch that song. video uh, uh, listen to it yeah, <laughs> yo I know exactly what you're talking about I I know exactly what you're talking about yeah I had noticed that when I was a kid but watching as a grown like damn Claire yo, yeah. <laughs> I do <laughs> <laughs> I understood. <laughs> I'm with you. Man, I, the, with I you. mean, for 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 all of what uh, what happened to Bill and what and what ha- you know his life, man, they the Cosby Show exposed us to a lot of music, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was it was great jazz. I grew up listening to jazz and blues, bunch of Miles, bunch of Coltrane, you know. But that just drove it home, and it was like Thursdays at eight o'clock. I knew where I was, and so mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was good junk, man. I really, man, y'all brought back some great memories. I'm gonna have a playlist full of some wild shit next week. So I already got a, I got one. Uh, my multiverse melodies. Look at this. Right here, Spotify. I throw them all in. I threw Conan in there. I put do, it on. Do. I listen to that. This one I'm working. Hell yeah. Video game stuff too. Uh, real quick. Uh, The Last of Us had good tracks on there. Yeah. Star Wars, of course. Um. What's this? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love the Destiny. I love the flute music in that. I love the flute Destiny. music. In. I finally yeah. beat that game last week, man. What uh, Ghost? Yeah, I finally sat down and finished it. I was at seventy five percent forever, dude. I was at seventy five, and I'm bad because quick pause for the cause. Almost all of my AAA games, I get like seventy five percent in, and then I just like shelf them. And so last week, I sat down and said, "I'm just going to finish this game out." And I agree with you. I remember we talked about it on the podcast. She said, I hated the ending. I hated the ending too. I did not like it. It it had 
Which what did you choose? I th- we're a year. Like, hey, no spoilers. I, I, cho- I chose to kill him. Two. I chose to kill him. I let him go. No, I, I, I chose to kill him because that's what he wanted. He's a man of honor. And if you'd have let him live, he would have had to live without honor. And he would have been trying to die himself any damn way. But I just chose to off him. But I just, you know. Anyway, I finished the game. Great soundtrack. <laughs> Moving on. That that's all we got for the music. Like uh, again, like the music uh, for me, it ties in with with everything that we talk about every day on the page. You know, through soundtracks, background music, intro, outro music, whatever. Like it, you know, it's it's part of the game. Uh, I've got all. a suggestion for an obscure uh-huh. game soundtrack out there: uh, Muramasa, The Demon Blade. Mm. Check it out. Okay. Moravasa, the Demon Blade. All right. Noted. Wow. Okay. Let's, I love the question. That was definitely off uh, off the reservation with that one. I really dug that. All right. Freestyle time. We're going to throw some, we're gonna throw some um, feces out in this universe, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. Last week we had, a, we, had a, we had a short, not really short debate about the movie Boomerang. Um, and the status of uh, of Holly Berry versus uh, Robin Givens in 1992, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. Me and Mike Jones sticking to our guns on this one, man. Holly Berry, Holly Berry was definitely hotter than Robin Givens in this movie, but they dressed her up like a in the sandwich bag for the most part. So. <sighs> You say so, say it again, Lewis. You say what now? You know, not Lewis. So you say you say Holly Berry was what? Holly Berry was hotter than Robin Givens. Was hotter, I mean, and I didn't say that. Not in this movie. Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't, that's what. I thought. No, 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 no. no, no. I, was I, was right, that Jay? No, it was Jay. somebody else. I don't know. I know. I, <laughs> I, I think she was. I, that's just me. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a big Flash and Flair. I'm not a big fan of her type of person. And so a woman. Of Robin Givens' status and and just all of her done upness is not something that I'm down with. I just I like grounded people, man. And you know, I just thought she was hotter, and that's just me. I think overall, go ahead, go ahead, Quincy. I 100 percent understand why Eddie Murphy lost his mind in that movie. Okay, like I get it. And my man Uh, sucking his thumb. uh, Yeah, so like. Like I, I think again, like her peak, and I don't, I'm not doing this to like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm saying the woman had it going on in Boomerang and the movie afterwards, which is another good movie, uh, Rage in Harlem. Like she was beautiful in that movie, and like I just think she had it going on at that time, even over Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's it. I, I, I that's I agree. it. And and that movie, I don't think they're interchangeable. Like we were saying earlier, they're, they're not. Robin Givens in that movie, and when he first saw her, when he when she was at the the the, the magazine stand, uh, yeah, 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 and she yeah. flipped her head back, and he was like, "Woof!" I was like, "Oh yes, <laughs> yes, my brother." Oh my goodness, I'm, she I'm, had, I'm a bit, yes. No, I'm dead ass. She was too bony, man. I like Slim Chick. She's fine with me. She I, ain't, was, I ain't had that. Halle Berry won't think that was it. She won't think that she, she was the same. A book of, no, no. They won't. They, they probably, no, no. They, in the fight, Holly, Holly, Berry, Holly Berry was fighting down on that one because Robin Gibbons was bony. 
Robert Givens was just right in that movie. No, there was not. nothing wrong with Robin Givens in that movie at she all. She needed when, some biscuits. When she, she opened she that last, rope. Uh, she was the last bowl of porridge, Mike. Man, look. When she opened that, when she opened that, uh, when she came late to the, for the party, and she Don't opened the jacket and she was in her drawers, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you, you ain't got no clothes on. Nope. You ain't got no drawers. You know you was wrong. You, came, right. in you came over here in your came over here in your drawers, yeah. <laughs> No. Like Eartha Kid ain't have no draws on either, man. Oh man, you had yeah, Marcus do what he's supposed to do. I ain't, I'm gonna stay down that hill alone too. <laughs> I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die on that hill alone too. Marcus um, did what he's supposed to when it come to uh, oh, Lady Eloise. Oh. Lady Eloise, she has no power. And he didn't know that. He's supposed to have to do what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to knock the dust off that old lady. I swear he was supposed to do that. <laughs> I support Marcus in that. He was right. <laughs> I hate you for that. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> he was Marcus was right. Yes. It need a shirt for that one too. He's supposed to have did that. Oh my gosh. Oh. All right. So we Robin Gibbons' career took a downturn and then Holly Berry's took an upturn after this, after that whole thing. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, but That's Holly Berry had, I'm sorry, Robert Gibbons had drama after that. You know, like I said, it was her and the Mike Tyson thing. You know, she was, I don't know, she didn't really get any other big role. I thought this was after Mike Tyson. After Mike, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mike brought her down, not Mike Tyson. <laughs> what was that? This is before Mike and after Mike. This is after I thought. I can't remember. Is it Terrence, oh, do you I'm know? about to look it up. Is this pre I'm or post Mike? I'm going to say it's post Mike. Because didn't Mike, uh, did, when did Mike go to jail? Like 90, was it 91? Oh, I see, I don't know. What, what guy you talking about that brought it down, Dennis? What white guy? No, I'm saying the movie Blank Man being in that. Bar oh, right. Blank Man, Blank Man. Uh, yeah. See, see. I never seen like, Blank Man, honestly. Oh my gosh, what? it's I've so dated. He went, prison, he went to prison the same year Boomerang came out. Ooh, yeah. coincidence? I think not. Now he they did rumor of him smacking her or whatever, but I think he went to prison for rape though. So some other chick. Yeah. Well, I would imagine. Oh, they yeah. Right in right. Robin Gibbons was in the the Wiz with Diana Ross. I'm looking at her credits now. Bull. In 1978, the Wiz guest at Aunt Emma's party. Oh jeez. Oh my gosh. And she, then she did Rage in Harlem. So that movie was before Boomerang. She didn't do. She did Foreign Foreign Student. Oh, she, Blank oh, wait, Man. Oh. Okay, they they were divorced by '89. Okay, I didn't think it was that. I thought it was in the '90s. Okay, so yeah, that, that was before. That was before Boomerang, man. Okay. Yeah, she did nothing really after. after she had a head of state with Chris Rock. She was at that. She was at, she was funny, and she's still fine. Holly, Robert Gibbons is still fine. Make no mistake. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she and, is. and 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 now I might choose Holly Berry over her, but it's not like I'd be losing either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't we can't ever forget that Holly Berry did Baps. That was yeah. That yeah. was terrible. We could try to forget that, but no, we can't. And she, and she was Catwoman. a she was a great storm. I don't care what y'all say. I'm a down that right. too. She was all right. uh, and She yeah. took Angela Bassett's role. Yeah. See, look at she you. Out of the two that we we've had, she was a better one. You know that Angela is true. Ship, I wouldn't, but no. Nah. All right that that was that was my freestyle hill to die on right there. So, and I I I, I got something. Uh, this is for Dennis. Like, uh, we ask all the guests here, how's your experience been on the Multiverse Unlimited page, man? Like, the, you know, how'd you end up here? I, I remember you from uh previous page. Like, we don't need to go into too much. Yeah, I came, I came from the dark place. 
Um, oh, okay. I, <laughs> back when he intentionally was, uh, called you Glover. Yeah, I was, uh, um, I don't want to say one of the first, but I remember getting the invitation uh, when the page was real young and real new. And it's pretty much been the place I go to for this. Uh, my uh, uh, outlet for geek culture is pretty much just that multiverse page because, you know, all of the stuff that I'm interested in, all the stuff that I want to learn about is stuff that gets talked about on that page. Um, a lot of times when I'm listening to the podcast, uh, I joke about it being uh, the most enjoyment I get out of disagreeing with almost every opinion that gets said. <laughs> I, uh, that's great so I, you know, I love the conversations and I was friends with a lot of the people on that page before I came to that page and just being able to follow them and uh, grow the community and grow as part of the community that's a blast I mean I love seeing people get more into the things that they didn't know about, get exposed to new things all the time. Uh, I learned a bunch about being on that page or from being on that page. Um, it got me reading comics again. I quit reading comics right. for a long time because um, I just didn't see stories that I was interested in. I'd see little bits and stuff, you know, being on other web pages where people are posting uh, screenshots of panels or pages and you get like little hints of stories. I bought the previews book for years without ever buying a comic book because it kept me kind of in the loop of what the different universes were doing and what the characters were going through without having to plunk down like five bucks a comic for a story that was just going to end up pissing me off at the end anyway. So, uh, but with like the suggestions that I've heard from this page and all the different debates back and forth and all uh, this happened in this book and this happened in this book, it got me interested in reading some of the stuff again. I went back and started uh, reading Thor and that whole God Butcher saga because of the conversations that were had on this page. Now, I ain't going to get into my thoughts about that particular story, but um, it was this page and the people on this page that got me interested in reading that but stuff. You again. say you disagree with, with most of the things you hear in the podcast. Tell us why you would disagree with Quincy, because he's usually wrong. Tell us why that, that, that's... <laughs> no. <laughs> We oh, do a oh, oh, you said that thing about Daredevil, we almost had a fight. <laughs> Daredevil? What the, oh, the Nightwing? Uh, Daredevil? No, no, no. no. He, 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 he's slipping he, and confusing Daredevil with uh, oh, oh. Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. You, oh, me? Yeah. No. Well, I never I never liked Daredevil. You mother... <laughs> I want a big guy. I still ain't never. I didn't let you finish that sentence before I was mad I never about it. I, I ain't a big Daredevil fan, but Deadpool, oh, I, I'm like more, Dare, Dare, I like him better yeah. than Deadpool. Yeah, I don't like yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil was one of my first man. books. I can tell you, I got into comics. Um, I can almost tell you the exact date that I bought my first comic book. Mm -hmm. It was October 20th, 1982, because it was the day after I moved to Brooklyn. The day I moved to Brooklyn was on my birthday. It was October 19th. I was, 60 year, I was six years old. And the next day, me and my mom walked down to the bodega at the corner. They had a little magazine rack, and we got... Daredevil books, and we got Fantastic Four books, and they were sixty-five cents a piece. Ooh, that was back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So that was, and from there we started getting like the subscription because they had the little thing where they just send a comic directly to your house in a little, yeah, uh, I remember that. paper mm -hmm. sleeve. Yeah, 
so that was my exposure to comics and Fantastic Four and Daredevil were my first two books. And I kind of like branched out into X-Men from there, but those were my originals. And that was always one of my favorite characters just because it wasn't one of the like overpowered godly characters. It was a guy from the neighborhood that I was living in. Mm-hmm. And it was the streets, an exposure sure. to the community that I was around and mm-hmm. didn't know because I grew up in West Michigan, you know, the first six years of my life. And then I'm dropped in the middle of this big city where I went from a normal kid to a latchkey kid in the middle of a city. So then seeing someone that lives in that same city, that's a hero, that's not much more than just some dude and you know that gave me a little comfort gave me a little courage to live in that city when i didn't have a lot of other positive influences from gotcha. other places at the same time so is he your favorite he's your favorite hero would you say i don't, I don't know if i'd say he's my favorite hero he's probably been like the one i've liked the longest Okay, I hear the, the problem I is hear the, I spent so much time thinking about comics that I eventually just got pissed off at everybody that I was reading. You know, the 80s was a really nice time because all these really cool stories happened. But then by the time I'm really starting to digest a lot of this stuff, it's the 90s. And the 90s in comics were terrible. Everything was extreme. I thought I'd say the same thing. Team extreme. Everything was extremely stupid. Everything was like chromium covers and collector's edition but nobody knew how to draw feet and the <laughs> stories were all stupid and everybody was trying to act a lot tougher than there was any reason to be. I remember buying uh, a Nomad book because it was the first issue. Yeah, Lou, I see that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't like Bucky. It was some other like part-time half-cap sidekick yeah, the- that went off as Nomad. And I was like, oh, that guy's got a mullet. And a trench yeah, coat. He looks right? awesome. I'm gonna read that book. Yeah. And I got one issue in it. I'm like, man, this is stupid. I'm never looking at this book again. <laughs> and that's what a 90s. lot of there books were like at that point. Yeah, there were a lot like, of disposable 90s. characters back in the nineties. Yeah, nineties were like I stopped reading comics for almost ten years, uh, late nineties, early two thousand, and I got back into them because of uh Randy Green, but like I just it was a bad time indeed. Uh but I'm completing this flyer here. So you are satisfied with your comic book <laughs> service here in the multiverse. So I don't think Dennis pressed Dennis didn't press seven to complete the survey, man. He just wanted to hang on. Uh, extremely satisfied. We're gonna put you down for that. Who is and, your favorite character, Dennis? Just out of curiosity. Um I think lately I've really it's mm, kind of hard to tell. I like Thor as a character and some of the stuff that I read when he came back from after the uh, Civil War and he was reintroduced after their Ragnarok. I thought that was a really good story and I really got into that character because it kind of displayed all the things that I always really liked about that character but hadn't that, seen before that. Where is that when he stepped with, with Iron Man's ass? Is that, is that when that yeah, that's the that's one where he beat the piss out of Iron Man. Oh, but didn't he? Beat the brakes off of him. The most righteous ass whooping in comic book history. Glorious uh, ass whooping. <laughs> I that like whole that series, that whole set was too. really solid. Yeah, because he was king, and there was no Odin 
and he's kind of yeah. at that point, kind of at that point now. And I know exactly what you're talking about. That was new ground. And that um, was the story that ruined the Thor movies for me. Because when that? Thor, um, when the bar was set so high in those stories, and then the Thor movies came out and the origin came out and everything about them coming to Earth and doing all this other stuff, I was I was really hoping that we would see some semblance of that story where it was a huge fish out of water story for that whole society just getting mm-hmm. dropped in the middle of like Oklahoma instead of it being some tourist trap in Sweden somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And the comic, they, they, they brought Odin back, which was strike one. And then Loki, because of the popularity in the movies, they started changing him in the comics mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. Like he was like, uh, when he first came back, he was, a woman he was in Sif's body and then mm-hmm. he came back into his body then he was the kid right and he died and then he came loki probably suffered the most from uh mcu because he was like a villain like a villain villain mm-hmm. like evil now he's like you know this week's comic of thor he walked into the throne room with thor and they're they're talking they're they're cool now like they're okay now but yeah, he went through were... a kind of redemption arc when they were doing the War of the Realms story, mm-hmm. where he was yeah. kind of like fighting both uh, sides against each other, and that was. Who, I think I'm in the working? middle of reading that right now. Don't you he have a Thor tattoo? Within... Yeah. Look nice. at that. Yeah. Nice piece, man. That's nice. I have one more question for you, Dennis. Yeah. Why do you uh, love Electra so much? <laughs> you know what? I went and saw Electra in the theater. Uh-huh. Valentine's Day Jennifer weekend. Darling. My condolences. Because I wanted to support the uh, the genre. I wanted to see more comic book movies. And I knew if Electra just completely the tanked, even though it was terrible, I still mm-hmm. wanted to pay some money to see it because I wanted somebody to be like, all right, maybe that wasn't good. But we can get something good with these characters, and we should keep at it. Man, that movie was terrible, though. I was in love with Jennifer Garner. That's why I saw it. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I saw it in the movie too. I paid for it. See, I I, I understand that, uh, but you started picking up on something that I was wondering about in the memes, and not even the memes, but the versus post. She's always in these. Uh, battle scenarios where we both are looking like why is she why is she in this mix like yeah, I, don't, I think I've she's never a character really... that got a lot of traction or still gets a lot of traction from her design more than her performance or story yep. because yep. you got to remember the only reason Electra ever really got famous because she was that first like fridged girlfriend yeah, yeah. there was some romance with her at Daredevil, but the only reason anybody cared about her is because uh, Bullseye killed her, and then she was dead, and then it set up right. a huge fight between her, or between Daredevil and Bullseye. I got a question for you, because you're a Daredevil guy, as it uh, turns out. Now, I read that, right, Bullseye did kill her, and since she's been back, She's after him and makes his life miser- miserable every chance she's get to the point where Bullseye's avoiding her. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe he's just got Facebook and he sees her too much. 
<laughs> okay. Like I, I heard it was like a like a saber. I know that they've done. Like, they've gone Reed through the thing. rounds a couple of times because uh-huh. she's come back to life more than once too. She's been killed a couple of times, and every time she comes back, it's some new iteration, and there's still okay. beef with her at Bullseye because that's the only story anybody remembers about Elektra is when Bullseye killed her. Um, I like I like her in the new Zadarsky run, the most recent one that just started. Yeah, I know that she's got a place, but there's never been anything that drew me to that character. Every time yeah. I've seen her since then, it's been just kind of a rehash of yeah, I'm back now, and I want revenge for this, but uh, I didn't want to read it. It never got, it never drew me in. There was never anything about that character that I liked more than her being dead. <laughs> have you have you tried the new have Have you tried the Daredevil Zdarsky? Uh, no, I haven't. But I want to start reading them. That was the whole reason. Like three or four months ago, Xbox Live offered a discount rate on Marvel Unlimited. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded that, and now it's like ten bucks a month to unlimited comics. Yeah, yeah. So I've been catching up on stuff like that. But even better is I got my kids starting to read them. So mm-hmm. my kid will sit up with the iPad and just pour through books and books and books. And then when we're watching the Marvel shows and they start doing the QR code in the background, he's hip to that now. So every time he sees a QR code, he's like, stop the tape, stop the show, stop the show. And he jumps up with his phone and starts like taking pictures of it to read the new thing. So that's, you know, that's how he read Werewolf by Night and how he read uh, She-Hulk's first appearance and stuff like that because... Good now he has the digital savvy to start reading those things. That's good. Yeah, check out the Sadarsky run, man. He's he's done some good stuff with uh with Daredevil and Electra, so I think you'll enjoy that one. Good oh, stuff, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh man. So, um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna allude back to the where we all met before. Now you were in some of the 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 fighting tournaments, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember yep. any of your teams from back then? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I do. Uh, I always liked picking the people that nobody else even looked at. So it was, um, I think one of the teams I had was Lobo and the Doctor, or the Evil Doctor from The Authority. Okay. I remember Lobo. Yeah, I, see, I, I say that, and I see everybody start looking up like, what the f- I remember Lobo on that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that was one. Uh, that's where my hate for Superboy Prime came from. Oh, was that I, I picked. I picked Prime <laughs> in that first tournament. I picked him that first yep. tournament. I can't remember who his partner was. The Prime was my first guy. And then Robert used him and won the next year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's Mister Superboy Prime. Yeah, it was yeah. almost Mike Prime too. It was either Mike Prime or Mike Adam. That was who it was going to be. <laughs> That was the best head slap off ever. He slapped the shadow panther, slapped their head clean off ever. <laughs> I was a fan from that point. I'm sorry. Oh man. Oh, Terrence, man, you awful quiet. Awful quiet. I'm messing with you. What you got for freestyle, man? What you want to throw out there in the universe? Uh, well, we mentioned earlier before we came on that uh, Blade is in a little bit of trouble because oh, uh, yeah, I know uh, the director left uh, 
they were talking about scheduling conflicts. I don't, I don't know why you have a scheduling conflict with a movie you've been contracted to be directing for, uh, I don't know, however long. Um, you would think that when you got a major blockbuster Marvel movie on your schedule, your schedule conflicts would be all, you know, tucked away. <laughs> like these, uh, this, this ain't just a, like, this ain't like a little TV show you're doing. This is a fucking major blockbuster MCU. So yeah, I'm not buying the whole schedule conflict thing. And then we got this, uh, this is on IG in here, uh, an industry insider named Jeff Snyder, uh, was told that the current blade script is roughly 90 pages and features exactly two lackluster action sequences. And oh, no. he's been told that, uh, Mahershala Ali is said to be very frustrated with the process. And Kevin Feige is said to be spread too thin, but hey, that's just what his sources are telling him. Don't shoot the messenger. Now, I, I've been worried about Blade for a little while now because this was announced three years ago and they mm-hmm. haven't started filming the thing yet. And Mahershala is 48. I know black don't crack, but like, <laughs> come on. He's 48 and we haven't started shooting this thing yet. And, you know, he's 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 half immortal. I mean, he's going to start aging at, at some point and you figure like after this first movie, you know, he's going to start popping up in a, in a few more projects over the course of, you know, how, you know, however long these next few phases are going to be. So you want to get the ball rolling and I'm sure he's got other projects he, he wants to do. And as they keep uh, pushing this back, he's got things he has to turn down. This is a guy who's got two Oscars on his shelf. You keep making him have to turn down projects to keep pushing his back. You know, I, I'd be frustrated, too, if I was in his shoes. And I've been concerned about this thing just because of the fact that, um, you know, along with him being the age that he is and wanting him to carry an action franchise, I'm not worried that he can't do it. But, he, he you know, ordinarily you'd get uh, you get a younger guy to get the ball rolling so that uh, as he ages, it's not so it's not so obvious as the years go on, this is an mm-hmm. action-intensive role, you would think. This isn't like uh, Robert Downey Jr. just being in a, a CGI suit. Um, also, this is a series that's transitioning from like the, the R-rated New Line movies to what's uh, obviously going to be PG-13. You're not going to be getting by on you know blood and guts here. The you know you have to have really good action to make up for the fact that you can't have uh, the the type of blood that we had with the with the older movies. So yep. hearing that they've only got what's being uh, written down here as two lackluster action scenes and only roughly ninety pages, we're used to these Marvel movies being two and a half hours. Ninety pages of script typically comes out to 90 pages of movie so unless they unless they wrote down okay uh this action scene needs to take up 20 minutes of movie and this other action scene needs to take up another 20 minutes of movie like yeah we got a real problem here so yeah um yeah. i don't know if they're gonna and them losing their director like a, a, like six weeks before shooting i sounds like feige is really spread thin between the movies and the TV shows and like uh, we, we've been saying this for a while now with the with the uh, the lack of quality and and some of the TV shows and uh, the phase four movies. So this seems like uh, 
the most obvious one so far as far as them not being able to, to get their shit together because at least the the other things have come out this has been the one project where like they really can't get their their shit together it's getting pushed back and now it's looking like you know it's, it's going to get pushed back yet again they just can't get the the ball rolling man and they and they also are going to make what is it armor wars into a movie now instead of a tv show i, I think that's better for the tv yeah i just read that article and i was once again let me let me uh, go on record disagreeing with quincy um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the idea of it going from a to do that, TV me. show to a movie, I, that kind of bums me out because the whole appeal of that story in the first place to me was getting a chance to run through this kind of monster of the week story where we get to see all of the ridiculous D-list, just absolute shit villains that started off as Tony Stark enemies that stole his technology you know are we really going to get a good feature of the unicorn in uh armor wars movie or is it going to be just kind of like blasting through guys like uh crimson dynamo or something like that real fast i wanted this to be a show because i wanted it to be goofy as hell because after the death of tony stark it kind of opens up the opportunity for kind of like the Wrecking Crew, where you get to see these really goofy characters that didn't really deserve a huge spotlight at least get some screen time in a way that will get some use out of the character instead of it just being um, trying to make them into something more than what they ever actually were. Okay, so I'm going to throw the disagreement back. Like, I'm tired of the goofiness. Like, I really am. Uh, can I get some high stakes? Can I get some some kind of drama? Like, I, I, I don't... Marvel's TV shows, to me, they've been average to okay. Like, the movies seem to have, like, a fighting chance. Like, uh, for what we say about Phase 4, there were some movies that were enjoyable. I'm glad this is going to a movie. Like, instead of them stretching... We've said this before, like, this could have been wrapped up in six episodes instead of eight or four instead of six. Like, give me two hours, give me a nice movie, and I'm happy. Let Don get his movie, which, I mean, I don't want to say he's old, but, like, Don has been here since Iron Man 2. Two. He's been here a minute. Like, he, you know, he, give him his movie, man, and like, let him be done if he chooses to stay done. Get it off of Disney Plus. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Like I, like I didn't like. I don't like how the Wrecking Crew was used. I don't like how they grab names for no real reason. But like, it just. I don't see the point of some of the things that they do. I just don't. I just think it's silly. And I mean, use the word again. It was just. It's just it's fluff. It's, I want you. I want you to use the word soothiness just, again. <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, what was that? Lord, uh, uh, the Rings of Power. That had the soothiness. Uh, I right like that sleep. word. Yeah, I like that I, word. I, 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 you just reminded me of it. I'm gonna try and make a note to use that more. <laughs> but um, that's that's me. Um, yes, I hear what you're saying. Um, but, yeah, I think there's definitely. 
plenty of room to go and do both. You know, one of the problems that we have with the MCU shows is that there doesn't seem to be enough material to cover the time where we're worried about shows starting to drag because they're just not doing anything. And if we round out some of that time with D E F list characters that, you know, are going to pop us because we recognize them, but then introduce a little bit of a story element. That's probably a good use of that character. Cause you got to remember we're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of characters in their lexicon and not all of them are going to get or deserve the screen time that's allotted. So it's going to be like bang for your buck. How can we use this character or this opportunity to display a character instead of just making up a new character to say three lines and get a little bit more out of it? You know, it's going to sell a toy to have four or five silly extra armor villains in that movie or in that show because it's a chance to do it. You know, we can still have a big bad guy. We can still have a dramatic story, but you know, that big bad guy is going to need some peons that have to get fought and beat up in act one and act two. And why not use those goofy characters for that? Okay. So you do have a point with, um, with the time. So do I think Moon Knight would have been better as a movie than as a show. What was that? Six or eight episodes in Moon Knight? Did we need six hours in Moon Knight? Or hour and a half, two hours? We didn't need no Moon Knight. It, no. <laughs> I, I, I really remember what we were saying with Moon Knight. Like, how are they going to wrap all this up? And It was a gun. Left? And they said, let's yeah. not. <laughs> Moon Knight should have right. been a guest star. No, he should have no, been Luke a guest said, star in something. No, Luke, Luke just said it's like we, we're going to shoot him. We're going to shoot him, mm-hmm. and we're just going to nip this in the butt. After all that, and there was a, there was another show I'm thinking of. Um, I think um, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier would have been a good movie too. Yeah, I, I did like that show work. though. I, like I did show. like it. I did. I did. I just think. Um, too much time for some of these things. I think she. Yeah, I think it's a bad use of the time because I don't know that we needed Moon Knight at all. You know, what's your favorite Moon Knight story from the comics? Yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like when when that was happening, my favorite Moon Knight story is when he's guest starring on Spider Man's comic. And That's what I'm saying he could have been a guest star in any movie, but he didn't need. Yeah, I think. Show. I think anybody that wrote or worked on production of Moon Knight knows Moon Knight from the memes that show up in other platforms. It's not like anybody cares about Moon Knight. I own two Moon Knight books, and it's part of Acts of Vengeance where Moon Knight and the Punisher team up to fight, I think, the Flag Smasher. I have have one similar to that. It was Round Robin's Revenge. It was a six-part and Amazing Spider-Man. He was fighting... Yeah. One of his old—I didn't even know he had a sidekick at one point—and like that yeah. was six issues of that. But it was a what is Moon Knight? Game. Who cares? I would have been way okay scrapping the entire Moon Knight series and getting another hour and a half of Isaiah Bradley in the backstory right that there. was alluded That's what I've been to saying. and not ever touched on. 
That's, That's exactly that what I'm saying. That, that could be a whole show about myself. Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. is that they had just touched on this little bit of really heavy lifting where the really important, really good story was underneath all that other stuff. And then they just kind of blew past it. And I really, really hope that that's something they come back to a new world order, because I think it's a better story and a more important story than anything else they've done. Well, they, they work to your point again, they work towards moments. They get there sometimes not even organically. It's, almost four sometimes, but they get to the moments and then that's it. And you're... Yeah, then they just drop the moment and walk away from it. Right, like you're, you're, like, you're like, wait a second. Yeah, like, wait a second. Can we go back to that? Like, that was kind of interesting. And like you said, they just leave it. And uh, and that just might be a Disney thing, honestly, because it's the same thing with Obi-Wan Kenobi. That could have been what did we say, two hours instead of the six hours? Yeah, Kenobi was kind of... There was like two episodes in the middle that just didn't need to be there. Yeah, but at least Mandalorian didn't show up. <laughs> we <laughs> hope he did. To, to save the day. Yeah. Shit, man. Break Shit, out my... Mandalorian in case of emergency. Got to, man. Mando's an emergency person. Anything you want to throw out there, Mike? Nah, I'm pretty good. I think we didn't tap on everything. I didn't back tap, tap, uh, tap. wrote on the coattails of every conversation. I don't have anything new <laughs> to, to throw out there. Uh, no, I, I will, anything I will say one thing for you. Treat it. Like, uh, uh, Dennis, like, it was great like having you on here. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. We got to have you back. I promise. Oh, yeah, thanks. Like, I you, appreciate it. You, you were great, man. I'm glad you, you accepted and Appreciate the, the conversation. Got to talk some kind of books tonight. Oh. Hell yeah. yeah I, I know a little bit. <laughs> he said, I know enough to get me hurt. <laughs> Shit. Well, listen, man, if that's, you know, that, it was a great show. Once again, Dennis, from everybody on the panel, especially me, thanks for showing up. Thanks for accepting oh, thank the invitation. You. I'd be happy to come back anytime. I uh, will definitely have you. Um, I want Rob to be on next time so you can have that prime versus no prime discussion that'll be a good 20 minutes of pissing yeah. that ginger off that'd be great i'm looking at my looking at my team i think it was robbie fat battle because i battled randy green my first round and i, I lost to randy Who did he you know every year that comes back up in my facebook memory and i get pissed about it all over again <laughs> yeah. i had Superboy prime every time that randy shows up had. i'm like you know what Screw these people. I'm leaving this group. I don't want to talk to none of them anyway. I'm still mad about this. I believe I have to teach these people stuff. And then the next day, it's not in my memory anymore. And I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, you know, I like these guys. Oh, man. (laughs) That's good junk. Oh, man. So from the entire Multiverse Limited podcast crew and our special guest, Dennis Glover. Ha ha. We we just want to sign off, man. Put a nice little tidy bow on this and... uh, Tell you again that we appreciate you listening. Without you, we would be nothing. We'd be something, but we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be having as much fun. Um, so from Cosmic Lou, Terrence T Money Simon, QP the Source, Mike, Feet Ain't Touching the Ground, Adams, and Dennis Glover. Uh, please remember, please remember to be kind to all people that you meet because you have no idea what they're going through. Till next time. Holla at you later. Peace. Peace. Peace.